Hey, hey, hey! It must be Sunday and it must be close to 4 o'clock. Maybe it's right on 4 o'clock. Because here I am, and hopefully there you are. And Carly's here on the other side of the glass. And you're probably out there. Uh, you know, this time of year, you go past any of the malls, and there isn't a spot to be found. It's like, holy moly. I don't shop at the malls, but uh, too many people. But I, I do like to, I did go last year to uh, Maplewood to just kind of see what they, how they had Santa set, set up. I, I, I'm enamored by Santa setups. And someday maybe I should just stop and have a picture with Santa. I haven't had that done for, come to think of it, I don't think I ever had, saw me in Santa's lap. So, oh, bucket list. There we go. Okay. So hopefully you guys got good questions uh, for me today. And I want to talk about shy dogs. Uh, I've been getting a lot of calls about on consults. Uh, we didn't know I do consults. You can go to my website on mytalk1071.com and, and click on uh, the type in Katie K9 and go to my show page and it'll bring you to my Facebook page, my website page, and then a podcast. Remember, all the shows are podcasts. So wherever you go, you can take the whole family of, uh, of FM 107 with you. And so, but shy dogs is huge. Is uh, it's uh, uh, what. Unfortunately, what happens with shy dogs is most people think the dog has been beat, you know, that he that they had a bad thing happen to him. And that's why they're shy. No, that's not why. It's their personality or they didn't get the right social skills. Like, let's say they grew up in a puppy mill and the only t- thing that they know is the people that feed them. And then the other dogs, or even sometimes they're even just isolated and they don't get to interact with other dogs. So they have no social skills. They don't know how to be a dog. And so when you have a shy dog, uh, oh, let me back up. If you, if, if you take and draw your hand back and kind of wave it towards your dog, a backhand it towards your dog, if your dog blinks and quick moves his head, it's probably been smacked. Or if you pick your leg up and cock it back, like you're going to kick strike out at the dog, the dog will probably jump. Then you know he's been kicked. Now that's a dog that's had bad things happen to him. But on general rule, usually most shy dogs are not uh, cases of abuse, all right? It, what it is is poor social skills or bad person, you know, a personality, just like in people, that is very shy. So it, when you have a shy dog, your job, folks, is to build their confidence. And the big thing you do not want to do, what is that? It is do not take them to dog parks and do not take them to doggy playgroups. That is a huge no. They do not, that overwhelms those dogs and they go back into their shell even more. You got to start out calmly and what it is like through obedience classes, a small obedience class, not where they get to meet other dogs, just where you're there. Like with my classes, the Katie's canine, the dogs are there to uh, to learn, not to make new friends. And also that's part of the, the lesson is how to be in a room with other people and other dogs and not going and not get up in every dog's face. Will you be my friend? Will you be my friend? Okay, those the dogs that are shy, they, that is a whole different ball game on how do you want to work with them. And you've got to painstakingly go slow to build that confidence. You do not just throw them in literally to the wolves and just say, okay, all this social, all these other dogs you can have fun with. No, they don't know how to interact correctly. So they, they literally are looking for an exit and trying to get the heck out of Dodge. And so that's why, like I say, through sometimes uh, some dogs are so painfully uh, uh, shy that, that you need to do a, a private lesson with them. Uh, so because uh, lately, I, like I said, I do consults. You know, you can go on my website and it's $35 for a consult. And so I've had quite a few shy dog consults lately. And, and so it made me think that well, I need to talk about that more because now I, you know, I constantly tell you about my Ethel, my three pounder. 
when I got her, you know, she shook like a leaf and, uh, you know, she's a little three pound toy, toy poodle and, uh, it just shake, 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 shake. She wasn't snarky. She was just scared to death. It took me two years, folks, two years of working with that dog and getting that dog to uh, to come out of its shell. And and and, and having another gil- dog like Gilligan, my Yorkie Karen Terrier mix. He's ten. Uh, see, he's ten a ten pounder. You know, he's such a Mister Congeniality. He she started following his lead. That does help a lot to have another dog that they get along with. And and, and Gilligan doesn't overpower her because I had to be the ref. He wanted to use Ethel as a chew toy to drag her across the floor. And I'm just kind of like, no, no, we don't do that. We've got to play nice. And that brings up another thing, too. If you have two dogs or your dogs are going to visit other dogs and they're starting to ramp it up, it's time to put a leash on them and and everybody sit down and calm down. And then once everybody's calmed down, then you can unhook the leashes and then let them play. Or if you have a multiple house of dogs and the dogs are starting to ramp it up, uh-uh, that's enough. Teach them to play nice, all right? Play Play nice. Don't let them amp up like that because you're just teaching them naughty rules so that they learn to take it off the top. But anyway, back to the shy dog. You got it. You you have to like I say something as simple as teaching tricks. Uh, uh, then, like I say, how you greet people. Now with Ethel, what I would do because she was so small, I would put, and she wasn't snarky. She was just scared. I would just put her in somebody's lap and I said just pet her until she quit quit shaking. And then when she quit shaking, then I'd bring her to the next person. Or whatever, or if I could see she's on overload, then time it was time, and then she get to go into her kennel, or that was her safe haven. And so that's why you've got to learn to read the dog and understand what best things that you can do. So if you have a shy dog, painfully shy dog, or just even kind, give me a holler and we can work on it. Because the big thing is, is that what you do, how you build that confidence through obedience training, through trick training, to something just simple little things, uh, jumping through a hula hoop or something, all that builds confidence if you do it right. All right. Well, there's more to talk about it, but first, we want to get to the calls. You're not hanging on the line too long, okay? So, where are we at there, Carly? We can take a call if you want. All right. Why don't we do that? All right. Sounds good. So, we have Carolyn on the line, and Carolyn has a question about introducing a new cat to her house. Oh, cat in the house. Okay. Hi, Carolyn. How you doing? Whoops. Carolyn went away. I guess she uh, didn't yeah. want to talk to us, no, unfortunately. Oh, so. no, maybe, she, maybe she has a, I have a phone that have phones fluffs every once in a while. Yeah. I'm talking and all of a sudden that the, the call just drops. I'm on a landline, mind you, you know, a porter, you know, a remote phone, but it's a landline. And right. All of a sudden the phone just, you know, it's like, hello, hello. So anyway, so I'll call back Carolyn and we'll get back to it. All right. Uh, then back to shy dogs. The, the big thing with shy dogs too is that you have to know if there's different gamuts of shyness. Um, there's a, a dog that just came to my quickie class this past Saturday. It's a Siberian Husky. And she came last month to the quickie class too. And the for last time that the, the Siberian Husky was there, uh, the, that dog, if it could call inside out, it would have crawled inside out. It wanted through that wall and out of there now. And I just told her, I said, now, if you have a shy dog, don't make them come out. Don't drag them to see other dogs or drag them out from under a chair. No, it has to be the dog's idea to step forward. That's what builds confidence, all right? So this time now when she came through, the dog's name is, you ready for this, a Siberian Husky named Richard. <laughs> Richard. His name I is Richard. It. I think I've never met a Richard. That's before. so yeah. fun. But, oh, I love it. I love it when people name, I'm, all my dog's names are people names, you know, and so most of my animals are people names. But anyway, so Richard, this time, yeah, he went underneath the chair, but then by the middle of class, then when he he would lay in front of his owner, 
you know, and why we were talking and stuff. And then he wasn't, his tail wasn't tucked this time when we were working. Last time his tail was tucked so hard and he was looking for an exit and he just, I do not want to be here. But they've done some really good work with him and then with the class and that's what she just needs to do is just keep coming back and keeping coming back so that she gets better at it and she learns how to work with him to bring him out. You know, now, like if your dog is scared of people, you do not want people to come up and put their face and space into that dog's, you know, face. What it is is that you got to teach people just back off. My dog, you know, is shy because it's now what, what you can do is you can use a uh, canned chicken or you can use a uh, hot dogs, but get the nitrate free hot dogs. OK, folks, nitrate free, you know, for for the dogs and chop up just tiny little pieces. And then what you're going to do, let's say you're sitting in a chair and the dog's next to you on a leash. OK, now I come up to you. I'm not going to be look directly at the dog. That is a. Uh, uh, it puts the dog on the defense if I'm looking directly at him. So I'm going to turn sideways to the dog. All right. So now remember a side profile is a calming signal. So I'm going to turn sideways to the dog and I'm going to say his name. And let's say we're going to say Richard. I'm going to, Hey Richard. And then I'm going to just lob him a hot dog, you know, a piece, a tiny piece of hot dog, cut him in. You know how you slice a hot dog then cut that in foursies. <laughs> okay. And then uh, give him one piece of the foursies and then, Hey Richard, how you doing? And I'm just happy voice. I am no side profile because that's a calming signal to the dog. And so what I'm looking for is sometimes they're so nervous that they ain't touching that. No matter you could, you could have lobster, T-bone steaks if they're too scared. Okay, just throw three of them. If the dog doesn't take them, then just move on. Get out of there. You know, let the dog. And then when you're far away, the dog is going to go take, you know, eat them because now he doesn't feel threatened. But then eventually what I'm after is that when I side profile to the dog and then, you know, let's say he's hiding underneath the chair. Hey, Richard, how you doing? And then, you know, drop it. Now, all of a sudden he's going to maybe get a, a little bit more confidence and try to reach for that treat. And so the goal is, is that, you know, maybe over a month, maybe you know, who knows uh, a time of doing this every time I meet this dog, that he's going to start seeing the people as what do you have for me instead of who the heck are you and what are you going to do to me? I'm presenting a side profile, which is a calming signal. And then I'm also presenting, you know, something tasty to treat, you know, to eat. And so uh, also too, by side profile, put the treat in your hand and then put your hand backwards, like by your leg, put it backwards not out in front of you but backwards do you understand what i'm how i'm yeah okay and so uh, put it backwards and let the dog and don't look at the dog look at the floor don't give him any eye contact and if the dog will come up and take the treat out of your hand that's awesome so you go what it is is there's a lot of baby steps so if you have a shy dog and you need help with them i'll be more than happy to you know to work with you up at katie's canines or whatever give you or consult over the phone and give you ideas but it's really important that you work slowly on this and do not overwhelm the dog and do not put them in situations where they're going to crash and burn all right okay let's see what we got here which author made the remark i give them for dinner a piece of roast beef and plum pudding and after dinner half a pint of strong beer a, a piece who said that philip larkin james uh woodruff w-o-o-d-f-o-r-d-e james whatever that is and then samuel johnson or evelyn uh wash we'll be right back and who is singing this? Do you know who sings this? I do. And who is that? It's Nat King Cole. Yes, it is. Very it's a good. beautiful song. It is. Yeah. It is very good. I hate chestnuts, so I tried them. I don't. That chestnut, roasting chestnut thing, I don't get. I don't think I've ever had one. Yeah. No, I don't get it. My, uh, my one sister did it one year, and I'm like, and what's the big deal about this? Okay, ready? Which author made the remark, I gave them for dinner a piece of roast beef and plum pudding, and after dinner, half a pint of strong beer of spice? 
A piece. Sorry about that. A piece. <laughs> uh, Philip Blarkin, James Woodford, Samuel Jackson, or Evelyn Waugh? Um, I may go with Evelyn Waugh because it's a fun name to say. Ah, okay. It was Jin Wood, James Woodford. Oh, of course it would. Uh, of, of course, course it the was. One I couldn't pronounce is of course, course it was. Is, yeah, Whatever. Yeah. Fine. Oh, well. We're trying some Christmas trivia today. I like right. it, though. That's- so we'll see. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> That's all we can do. Hey, if you got a question for me, please call 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. And Carolyn is back. Yes, she is. So let's take her call. All right. Hi, Carolyn. Hi. Hi. So what's going on? Well, the Monday before Thanksgiving, my cat, who isn't an outdoor cat, um, a person was standing in the doorway and she dashed out and it was dark and she was a dark cat and I could not find her. I couldn't get her to come back in. I shook the trees and then I looked and looked and looked and on Thanksgiving, I found her just a block away, hit by a car. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it made me sad. She, cause she was, I, I adopted both a brother and a sister. Uh-huh. And the brother is, he's a very distant type cat. Okay, yep. He wants you to pay attention to him, at, but at his demand. Yep, no, I know that Casey well. She was like, right on you, sat down, she went, you know, would yep. lift lift your hand to pet her head. Right. And um and I missed her terribly. I just really did. And my granddaughter thought that I should wait to get a cat. But last Sunday I had to pick up Daisy. Okay. Because I had her cremated. Okay. And so I was looking at the cat cats and I found this kitten that looked a lot like her. Okay. And I brought her home. Mm-hmm. And um and everybody was saying, oh, that's wrong to do that to Quincy. He'll never, you know. And he did hiss and oh, all yeah. that. Yeah. And I put her in the bathroom. But, you know, I couldn't leave her in there all the time, you know. Right. Um, and I started bringing her out. And um, yesterday, um, I would close. Mo- uh, the rest of the week, I took, if I was ever going to bring her out, I I put made sure um, Quincy was somewhere okay. hiding. Okay. <laughs> but then yesterday I thought, well, you know, you got to get used to her sometime. So I brought her out, and um, you know, he did, he did hiss, and and even when I had her locked in, I would pick him up, you know, and usually he likes his belly rub, but he was, you could tell he was just mad. Oh at yeah, me. yeah, 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 yeah. But yesterday I brought him out, and he did get up on the bed where she was mm-hmm. and you know she w- he wouldn't let her get close he just hissed right now everybody's telling me oh that was a bad thing to do he you know and i i just can't keep her locked up it's right. just torment okay me. what you need to do when you're trying to bring especially cats okay uh you want to integrate two cats cats are really tough because cats are singular they're very independent they don't they're not a pack animal like a dog is all right so what you need to do is that you need to designate one room for the kitten. And so that's where she's going to eat, sleep, and stuff. And preferably not the bathroom unless you've got a really nice big size bathroom. You know, if you've got another bedroom that you can make. So then what you're going to do is like at night, you know, let Quincy have that, you know, the thing. But then during the day, what you do is switch out. You put Quincy in her room 
so he can get used to her smells and such like that. And then she can come out and investigate, you know, for like an hour here and two hours there. But, you know, don't do a whole day thing for Pete's sakes, okay? Just switch them up. Another thing you can do is you can put a screen door like on a bedroom so they can and you put the dishes there so they can see each other while they're, they're eating. And so that, that's and uh, put them in a kennel uh, in the middle of the you know like in the room, and so the kitten is in the kennel, so Quincy can come up and smell and smell and get all the smellies out of the way, and just kind of figure out who this you know cat is, and then vice versa. You can you know, uh, but the bedroom is a good thing too. Whereas you could put Quincy in the room that she's staying in, and then you could put until pretty soon they can be around each other. And you gotta remember, just puppies are relentless on older dogs or cats. Dogs that younger cats are heck on older cats. All they do is want to play and get into their face, and and the, and the older cats are kind of like you know been there, done that. Get out of my face, <laughs> okay? Yeah. So you got to protect the the older one from the kitten, and so that's why don't throw them together too fast. It can take months. It took my now with my new cat Sally. It took me uh, four months. Before I could totally let her, but she was always in a kennel, so the other cats could come up and sniff her and sniff her and sniff her, and then I'd put her back in the school, you know, and then to have be free with the other cats, it, it took four months, all right, before that everybody accepted, like, oh, I guess she ain't going away. <laughs> so you got to yeah. allow them time to the older one, because the kitten right now is just learning, you know, life, and so that's why you just got to protect the older one from the kitten right now and let him just slowly warm up. And some cats don't, you know, they, some cats are just very aloof and just want to be the shadows. They don't want a friend. They don't want a buddy. They just are just there. So don't push you know, it. He was really close. I mean, it was his sister, and I adopted him at the same well, time. See, the key is here is the, okay. It's not that he was that was his sister. You adopted him at the same age at the same time. That was the key right there. It had nothing to do with being brother and sister. Okay, you got the same age at the same time. You could take any kitten from you know like five kittens from different litters at the exact same age and put them together, and they all get along. Okay, it's only when they start getting older is when it's hard hard to blend them because they are very independent animals. You know, they they don't need us much. Look at what you know the cats like to be above us and look down on us. You know. <laughs> well, and I thought he would it would be bet better for him because he missed. He was set at the door and he literally cried. I was on the phone and people would hear him. Right, but crying. you got to remember, you know, the, uh, gr- something, uh, something. Uh, there's a loss. Everybody grieves, whether it's human or whether it's animal. They grieve. You get uh, the farther you get away from it, the grief isn't as heavy. You know, as you find things to fill that void, and so that's why you know the thing is, you don't get a cat for a cat or a dog for a dog. You get one if you choose. All right. Yes, it's painful to see your cat like that, but you also got to understand a cat's full philosophy. Cat's philosophy is, oh, I'm cool and everybody else is not, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so, uh, so bringing this new kitchen in, you know, yeah, you can make it work, but, it's good, but be patient. Take your time. Like I said, put the cat, okay. put the kitten in a in a, a kennel, you know, a, a good size kennel, you know, don't put him in a little tiny little thing so the other cat can come up and sniff him and what you're after here is that maybe eventually he'll sleep on top of the, you know, like take a break next to the kennel or on top of the kennel. You know, let, allow him to slowly warm up and figure out who the heck is just inviting invaded his home all right don't throw them together because then you're just asking for problems and like i say if you could take a room and make designate that's a kitten room for the next couple months or it could be a month you know every day it's how this plays out is is how you do it if you do it right and and slowly then you should have two friends eventually okay but it's gonna take time take time okay okay all right okay kato good luck thank you you bet bye-bye 
Yeah, it's tough, and that's everybody wants to hurry it along. And and when you hurry it along, is when it bites you in the butt. Uh, we uh, trivia. Yeah, white Christmas yeah. food. Which what? What Christmas food is made from marsh horts? Marsh marsh horts. Do we know what that is? Okay, just wait. Is okay. it stuffing, sweet potatoes, marshmallows, or cranberry sauce? Be back. That'd be me. Heck of a deal. Heck of a deal. Thank you for tuning into the Gated Canine Show. I greatly appreciate it. All right. What Christmas food is made from a marsh horts? W-H-O-R-T-S. Stuffing, sweet potatoes, marshmallows, or cranberry sauce? I don't know what marsh horts is. Neither do I. This is a trivia question. So uh, say the options again. Stuffing, sweet potatoes, marshmallows, or cranberry sauce? I want to say marshmallows, but I feel like that's not right. Okay. So I'm going to say cranberry sauce. Ding, 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 ding. Really? Yes. yes. This cranberry sauce <laughs> is made from marsh hort. W-H-O-R-T-S. I think I'm saying it right. Do we know what that is? I have no idea. Okay. You know, this why this hence this is why it's called trivia. <laughs> Most that brother. was literally just like I'm gonna just grab. I'm gonna just okay. grab this good. and go there for you it. Go. Yeah. Good. All right. I should do that more often. There you go. <laughs> yep. Always go with your first impression. You know, just like when you're playing poker or anything, or like cribbage. Yeah. Go with your when you pick up your hand and you go with your first thought. When you overthink it, it screws you every time. Yeah. All right. Let's head to the phone lines. Sounds good. We're gonna go to Chris, and Chris has a question about. So her dog is IBD. Okay. And reflux, and she just wants to know your thoughts. All right. Hi, Chris. How you doing? Hey, Katie. Good. How are you? Good, good. What kind of pupper do you have? She is a mixed breed. I talked to you before. You're going to laugh. Okay. She is a product of a German short hair mother and a Bichon Papillon father. Oh, there we are. Okay. Yep. <laughs> okay. So She's what's adorable. Co- oh, I, I bet she is. is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think I sent you a picture of her before. Yep. Um. She's 10, and I called you about a year, year and a half ago when she was starting with some vomiting and some weird uh-huh. stuff. And yep. you had a great point about food storage. Uh-huh. So if I do get a bigger bag, I portion it out and freeze. Good. Thank so you. So that's good. Excellent. But here's here's where we're at. Um, and that's why I'm just curious what you would do. Um, so kind of push came to shove. And with the vet, I mean, they're not going to do the diagnostic testing to 100% determine it's IBD because... It's very invasive surgery right? Um, and that stuff. So we've done everything with food and this and that. And what I'm doing right now, which I have a feeling you're going to probably be pretty horrified by, but okay. it's working okay. is, and I was looking it up while I was on hold. I didn't realize the antibiotic she's on is technically flagile. Okay. okay. So she's on low-dose flagile. If I take her off, she gets diarrhea. We did the Purina RX prescription foods, a couple of them, that's not working. What she has to have, which I, I'm very proud of, is she has to have her Nutrisource. Okay. That, great, that great. keeps her level. Okay. Um, so basically what she's been on is Nutrisource, back on Nutrisource, mm-hmm. taking a half tablet of Flagyl daily, plus I just took her off Pepsid. Okay. Okay. She's on more meds than I would like her to be on. So, and I can tell the reflex is back. She's doing the, right. you know, she's tasting it coming right. back up. Yep, yep. So, what would you do? I'm Like I said, we're assuming it for sure is IBD. I can't take her off that med or 
it comes right back. Okay. Um, like what humans have, uh, IBD, what happens is that, uh, irritable bowel disease, right? And so oh, inflammatory, the inflammatory. Okay. Bowel. Okay. Yeah. But the thing is, is that what that has to do is, uh, they're, uh, all the, the acid in the stomach is way off. So this dog needs probiotics and lots of them and it needs, uh, digestive enzymes and real good ones. You need apple cider, organic apple cider vinegar, and that's going to replace that pepsid type stuff. And so you'll be surprised. And then the thing is, is that what I'd like you to do, since you're spending all your time with, you know, with the conventional vet, I would like you to try a little bit of time with the holistic vet, you know, like Dr. uh, Jessica Levy that we have on the show. Because yeah. uh, truth be told, I'd pull this dog totally off of all processed food, and I would put it on the freeze-dried and the, the raw, uh, and then uh, add in the, the probiotics, the digestive enzymes. A colostrum, powdered colostrum might uh, also oh, be a wow. thing for here. And so, because what you're doing is you're treating the symptoms, but you're not treating nope. wh- the whys, all right? Nope. Why right. is this happening? And so that's right. why, uh, and most processed food is really hard for a dog to, to break down. But I think what happens... Even hap- Nutrisource, huh? No, I, oh, yeah, but no, I'm just saying, though, but see, she's lacking the enzymes and stuff in her gut yeah, to break yeah. all this down and do things right. Oh. And so you've got to add that in. And like the apple cider again, now how many pounds is the pup? She is, and I'm going to real quick, Florida Flora from Purina, is that like one that you're familiar with. Yeah, floor, floor. Yeah, yeah. There's a, but how many, how many uh, CPUs, colony per Sorry, units? He is 24 pounds. So we were doing uh, four to flora, just like one packet every day. Okay, okay. But see, what she needs is she needs an army here because she's in such a tailspin. You know, yeah, it's not yeah. just one thing here. You might have to do two different probiotics. And then, okay. and then uh, like I say, that apple cider for that uh, side, she, you could build to like a half a teaspoon of uh, uh, organic apple cider vinegar in a day, just a half a teaspoon, okay? You just How mix, do you give that to your You dog? mix it in with either plain yogurt or canned pumpkin, all right? Or if you go raw, you just mix it in with the raw and uh, the formulated raw that comes out of the freezer. And so oh. I, I would definitely add that if you don't want to go total raw. I would definitely add that at least three evenings a week. And then Sorry, uh, I, I didn't mean to swear. I'm just my mind spinning. Like, how do you transition to this? Like, what, how do I go from treating like I am to transition her to... You just start out. It tells you what, how much the dog should get. And right now you should double it. You work into doubling it. You let, you know, just like when you, let's say you're going to start giving some raw, uh, formulated raw, like raw bistro or Tucker's or uh, OC, uh, OC raw. Raw bistro is out of Cannon Can- Can- Falls. Great, great. But the thing is, is that even if you just do it three or four evenings, at first you, um, you thaw a patty and then you just take a piece and give it to her as a treat. So her system oh, wow. gets acclimated to the richness of real food. And then what okay. you're going to do is transition like you let's say you take you know a couple pinches and mix it in with her uh what you're feeding her now mm-hmm. okay but mm-hmm. put feed less obviously because she's getting something else and then slow but you got to go slow because her gut system oh, you yeah. know is yeah. in is in the toilet but i would uh, totally talk to dr mm-hmm. jessica levy go to holistic-vet-care.com and she does over the phone consults and if you've got all the blood work and such like that you can send it to her and she'll look that all over but anyway and she's going to tell you to put it totally on and then get on some of these good supplements and that's where the conventional vets don't they they, they feed yeah. you what they want but you got to remember this is how they were taught okay they don't know about the holistic side just like in the human world you know the human True. you know the md doctors they don't know anything about you know like instead of when you, your aches and pains instead of taking uh all this uh, yucky stuff try boswellia you know boswellia works awesome for aches and pains and such like for us and for our pets and so that's why the whole thing is is that we got to you know you've got to Dig a little bit deeper, roll up your sleeves, and then uh, you got a piece of paper and a pencil? 
I can, yeah. Okay. I was going to say, yeah, I mean, the thing is, I don't want her on an antibiotic for the rest of her life. No, you, you know? no you'll crash this dog because you got to remember the antibiotics oh. kills all the good stuff, too. And you're not replay. You're not, sh- I keep swearing. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Or we're going to have to cut you off right now. I okay? know. I'm sorry. I'm just upset because well, no. I feel like. But no, but I think I ruined her now. You know, yeah, well, no, 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 no. But, but the thing is, we're trying to educate you now so you can build her back up and get her, you know, have a good, good dog. Okay. Yeah. So go you, ahead. What were but, you? Okay, you've got to go to uh, dogsnaturallymagazine.com. Dogsnaturallymagazine.com. Okay, and then mm-hmm. another one is called healthypets.mercola.com, and you type in IBD. Okay, and they will. There'll be a whole flood of information for you, and now you're going to start learning, and now you're going to roll up your sleeves, and you're going to uh, incorporate a plan. All right, because you got to get her off that antibiotic, because it's just all it is is, is eating all the good stuff as well as the bad stuff, because you're not replenishing anything. So you've got to build the system up. I have to ask you this because I thought it was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. One of the things they tried to do to fix this. Have you ever heard of hydrolyzed food? Hydrolyzed food. I... Purina, you know, RX was a prescription. It was hydrolyzed mm-hmm. that they pull everything out of it that they possibly can to make it as mild as possible, mm-hmm. which is basically air. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of that to try and fix the dog? Nope. Like just No, because you're not what what's the what is it? There's nothing there to help the body no. repair itself. Okay, no. so that's why you need to get, like I say, go to try Dr. Jess, the holistic yeah. vet, then do those two websites, go there. You've got a lot of learning to do and, yeah, then, do and then set up your plan and then go from there because it's very treatable. Okay. This is very easy to take care of before it gets too far out of whack. The longer that dog is on a daily antibiotic, the more that uh-huh. dog's going to crash. And so that's why you've yeah. got to empower yourself and go from there. Okay. Okay. Yes, well, ma'am. Keep me, po- keep me posted. Hi, well, I really appreciate it. I'm glad I called. You betcha. Take care. Bye-bye. Yep. Yep. And so, like I say, no matter what dog food, you know, you got to look at the picture, what's happening, you know. Uh, And like I say, what is the gut system lacking? And you've got to put that in. No food has that. Your mic won't stay up. (laughs) No, it (laughs) hates me right now. I don't know, Lego. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, that's why, like I say, people, uh, every dog should be on a probiotic and a digestive enzyme a couple times a year for maybe four or five weeks. Why wait for the system to break? Keep it in good shape as you go along. Just like with humans. I take a probiotic. My dogs get it. You know, so the whole thing is, is that what I just, you know, I don't wait for my system to say, hey, hey, help me here, help me. You know, because you can't do any harm. You can't do any harm. But if you empower yourself, remember, I'm not a vet, folks. All I'm doing is trying to help you look out the other direction and maybe try something else. You've tried this and now it's not working, so he's got to be on antibiotics all the time. That doesn't make any sense. No, Nobody should have to be on anything. I mean, the doctors with me, they can't believe that I'm not on high blood pressure. I'm not on... Um, some lipitoids or Lipitor or whatever. You know, I mean, I'm on some natural stuff, but that's about it. Because everybody reaches for those pills for our dogs and for ourselves. And there's other alternative ways if you choose to look into it and then keep yourself healthy that way. All right. Where are we at? We can start with another question. All right. Then why don't we do that? Okay. We're going to go to Kathy. And Kathy has a question about a rescue dog that's having some behavior issues. All right. Hi, Kathy. How are you doing? Hi, Katie. I'm doing great. How are you? Good, good. Got Christmas up yet? Oh, absolutely. Oh, I'm proud of you. I'm working on it. I'm really trying hard. And my goal is to have the tree up and done, but that's the last thing I put up. I empty out all my bins first, and then I put the tree up. So, yeah, Uh so right now I have to be a contortionist in my house to get through all the totes that are in there. (laughs) 
But I'll get it. I'll get it. I do. Okay, well, so what's good. going on? What kind of dog? What breed or what does it resemble? He's a little rescue. He's a terrier, okay. and he's a male. How many obviously. pounds? Uh, he's about 13 pounds. Okay, sounds good. How old? And he is six. Okay, six years? Yes, okay. I've had him for um, four years. Okay. He's going on four years. Now, okay. when I rescued him, he was not housebroken. Okay. And he was about two. He was not neutered, not housebroken. So I had him neutered right away, and it took about six months to get him reliably housebroken. So he's 100% broken here at home. Yay! But I cannot take him anywhere. <laughs> and yep. he will try to mark. Yep. He will, you know, he just, like, he forgot everything that he knows here. Yeah, but but see, terriers, terriers, terrorists. Okay. Okay. So they're gutsy little farmers. Okay. And so when you go to people's houses, this is, believe it or not, you are not alone on this one. But anytime you take them to anybody's house, you have them on a leash. He doesn't have the right to go to any, you know, be free in the house. Okay. Right. And I do that. Okay. And it's usually the first hour. And then, then you can let the drag, le- the leash drag. And most mm-hmm. often they will not after that. But if they do, then he just doesn't, he goes with you, but he's always on the leash. End of story. Why? Well, right. Already- I- go ahead. No, and I have done that because I listen to your show and uh-huh. I've gone to obedience classes Good. with him. Good. And it's like the little bugger he knows. Uh-huh. You know, and sometimes he won't go right away. If I go away for a weekend and someone watches him, he'll be fine the first day, but then he'll start peeing the second day. Mm-hmm. In the house? At their house. Oh, yeah. okay. I see. Okay. Okay. But it's all, it's never in my house, but it's at other people's. Right. You know, so it's. it's it's, it's marking his territory. You know, he's uncomfortable. He wants to be back home and such like that. So mm-hmm. can, why don't you hold on to that thought so we and we'll come back and okay. finish addressing it, all right? Okay. Okay, here is the trivia question. Which ocean is Christmas Island in? Which ocean? Pacific, Atlantic, Indian, or Arctic? Be back. All righty then. There we go. We, did, we got one Christmas um, uh Whatever you call it. Hey, one Christmas movie that I watched this week was Christmas Train. And that was a very good one. I liked that one. And then another one is called The 12 Days of Christmas Eve. Yeah. That's another good one. 12 Ooh. Days of Christmas Eve. Are these Eve. Hallmark ones? Uh, and some of them are. I was like, because The Christmas we... Train sounds like a Hallmark movie okay. that I've seen. Okay. Yep. Is it with Dermic? Yes. What is his name? Marol- M- I don't know his last name. Uh, there's uh, Dermot Maroli or Mulroney. Like yeah. Nice looking something. dude. Yes. Like that, yeah. Yes. He's, yeah, that is a good one. I've seen yeah. that multiple times. It's yep. really good. I watched a Netflix one that was called um, Christmas Inheritance. It was pretty funny. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was It oh, was really good. funny. Yeah. I mean, I'll have to look that one up. You will. Yeah, it's okay. pretty good. Which ocean is Christmas Island in? Pacific, Atlantic, Indian, or Arctic? I want to say Arctic because it's got to be cold, right? Uh, Christmas Island? Uh, apparently not. It's in Indian. Oh. Indian Ocean All is right, where then. Christmas Island is. Interesting. All yeah, right. I Sounds good. Not, did not know that. Cool. There you go. And then uh, the, go to mytalk1071.com, check out my show page, and then, you know, you can podcast uh, uh, and take us, all of us here on FM 107 along with you. And then also the the, the family that lost everything that now you, uh, Jason has had them on his show, Mother of Five. Uh, and uh, they're, they they have a GoFundMe page. They lost their whole house. They lost everything. And I, unfortunately, they lost two dogs, too. 
which boy, I bet you that that's a major heart uh, stringer one on that one. But anyway, so so if you want to help those guys out, uh, read about them and go to mytalk1071.com and then click on uh, they lost everything and then this happened and where my talk stepped up and is helping the family and Jason and just everybody is. But they have a good GoFundMe page, so please check it out if you got a little bit of time. It is Christmas, so help out a fr- a family definitely in need. And uh, they go to Noka, their two kids go to Noka High School, so. Anyway, so check that out, okay? Go to mytalk1071.com and see how you can uh, help. Even 10 bucks, you know, go fund me, go help them. Uh, the last I heard, and I don't know what day it was, they had 27000 But, you know, they're building, they're starting from scratch. <laughs> you know, so it's, and, and I yeah. know that the, the Hubbard Broadcasting is paying for drums uh, for Neum, I think it is, or, yeah, is it Neum? Liam? Yeah. Liam? Liam. Yeah. So. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, it's, 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 we have an awesome family here, My Talk. You know, it's mm-hmm. unbelievable how we hear things, and we step up to the plate, and how our our listeners you know, get behind whatever Absolutely. we get behind is, is something, uh, yeah, it's, it's unlike Absolutely. no other. Really I mean, we cool. couldn't do it without them. No. So, uh, so, yeah. it, so I tip my so. hat to all you, my talk listeners. Thank Absolutely. you for listening here and uh, during the week and just being there for us. We try to be there for you. Yeah. <laughs> we try. We do as much as we can. <laughs> there you go. Okay. So we're talking to Kathy. Yes, we are. Okay. Hi, Kathy. You still with us? Yes, I am. Okay, so so when now uh, so you're you're bringing we're talking. She's got a little terrier, that thirteen pound terrier that when she goes over to other people's houses, the dog likes to mark. Okay, so the thing is, is that how often does uh, other people take care of your dog at their house? How often does that happen? Well, not very often, just because I know okay. about the problem, and right. so. So the I, only thing that you can really do if they don't have the time, you know, to you know keep them on a leash and such, you can get right. them used to a belly band. You know what that yep. is? It's yep, you know, I've tried that. Yep. Yeah. It doesn't you know, at least then he's not peeing in the house or anything like that. Right. You know, he's in his own stuff. So you can try mm-hmm. that. But what it is is psychological. It's just me, me, me. I'm here my this is mine, this is mine, this is mine. He's feeling stressed out. And so yep. he he's just marking everything just to kind of give himself a more pumped up effect. <laughs> right. Is what it is. And so that's why and then if somebody's watching him and don't have the time, he has to either be in a kennel or he has to be they can build a like a playpen area for him. They don't mm-hmm. give him run of the house unless he's on a leash. Then he's you know untied to somebody so that you're in control of the situation because mm-hmm. it's not a question of okay now let's retrain this the dog is uncomfortable stressed out by not having you know being in his house and not being in his humans with his humans around him and so that's the way some dogs react some you know some dogs dig some dogs chew some dogs pee <laughs> right and so if this is it still is it stress that causes him for example we were at cup and cone one day and I was standing in line, and he actually lifted his leg on the guy in front of me on his foot. <laughs> For no reason. Yeah, yeah no. That's so you funny. know, and I bring him everywhere with me, but yeah. he lifted his leg. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, I've been, pity, I've been peed on a couple times, but unfortunately, my German Shepherd was one, and that was quite, yeah, got, got quite wet on that one. And basically what it is, is there it is, is stress. You know, he's around, he's, okay. especially his size, he's down uh-huh. there, and he's looking at all these from the knees down, right? And if it was okay. a cup and cone, I've never known it now. Not to be busy. <laughs> right. There's a right. lot of people. And so it's just like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. You know, and so uh, you know, if you see it from his level, if you got down on your hands and knees and got down to his and see what he sees, that can be mm-hmm. overwhelming. And so that's okay. why some dogs it bothers and some dogs it doesn't. And so mm-hmm. he just happens to be one when he's stressed, he's leaking. And so okay. it's, it's yeah, I know that's the, one of the worst. But then, like I say, you can do with the belly band. Did he, did he eat the belly band or did he, was he okay he, with he it? He figures out how to take it off. Nah. 
Because <laughs> you could check out, there's some newer ones out there. So, you know, enter that belly bands, you know, Google okay. it and just mm-hmm. see what's out there. Because there are some uh, newer ones because you're not alone on that one where they have eaten them. But see, the neat thing is what you do is you get them used to wearing uh, clothes. And then usually they will leave the belly bands alone. If you start, okay. just start putting a jacket on them and just uh, get some like uh, children's uh, pants, kind of hold mm-hmm. for the tail and put mm-hmm. it on them, okay? And then like shorts and put it on. Just start dressing him up, not just his butt, but his whole being, all right? Okay. Then he's going to be desensitized to it and then it's no big deal anymore. But okay. he, but it's something that like he has to wear a shirt for a week or a pair of pants, you know, always be dressing him up till it's easy to put it on and then mm-hmm. also it's easy and he's just leaving it alone. If he starts to try to tear it off, uh-uh-uh, leave it and uh, take a pop can, rinse it out, put five pennies in it, shake it, ah! Leave it and then redirect him. Hey, where's your ball? Get him on to something else. Don't stand there and wait and see if he's going to do it again. All right. Okay. So then the more comfortable you can get him wearing clothes and the hardest thing to get animals to do is to wear something on their head. And I really tip my hat to everybody that can get the dogs to hold still long enough to have something on their head <laughs> for any long th- length of time. But if you just start, like I say, you can get, get, get it uh, like go to the thrift store or whatever and just find some little outfits that you can modify or even something as simple as taking a like a little infant's T-shirt, you know, and okay. then knot it on the top so he doesn't... You don't want the T-shirt to, you know, droop so his back paw steps in it, knot mm-hmm. it up on top of his back, you know, type thing. Right. And then there again, like, find something for the rear end, too. So, you know, not all at the same time. You can go one end, the other end, one end, and the other end, or both ends. Just have some fun with it and a good laugh at it. But the, the big thing is, it's a huge training, training thing, too. Okay? Okay. Okay, good luck, kiddo. Give it a try. Thank you, you bet. Katie. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Yeah, but see, the, the the best thing you can do, guys, and it's, it's it sounds goofy, dress your dogs up. Dress them up. They become very humbled. And then in case you ever do need to put bandages on them because they had a surgery or whatever, they're so used to having, you know, stuff on them that they could care less. Well, whatever. Okay, whatever. You know, they don't know what they look like. And if you hold them up in a mirror, they're like, well, who's that dude? You know, they don't realize it's a reflection of them. And besides that, you can have a lot of fun with it too. And you got to make sure you keep them safe. Just like I was saying, if it, with a t-shirt, a lot of the t-shirts hang down by the belly. And so then the back leg can step into it and they can trip themselves and get hurt. So you got to make sure whatever you dress them in that they, you know, are comfortable with it and they can't like step and, and trip themselves or whatever type thing. But just use infant clothing, clothes, sometimes newborn clothing, clothes, uh, go to the, uh, whatever you call it, the thrift store. Don't buy something brand new or maybe you know somebody's got a hand-me-down. But so so that's the best thing that you can do is, it's, you know, just start out baby steps. Let them wear it for like 15, 20 minutes, take it off. And then extend it and extend it. Same with the Thunder shirts. You know, would that help calm the dogs down? You know, put a little bit here, a little bit there, and it'll all work out good. All right, then, folks, we're going to go and we're going to come back and take more of your uh, uh, of your questions. Okay, which continent, wait a minute, who wrote the poem? No, we don't want that one either. Which of these companies were the first to use Santa Claus in their advertisement? Which co- which of these companies, Pepsi, Coca-Cola, 7-Up, or Fanta? Be back.